Well, welcome to the podcast. My name is James, and I'm the youth and kids worker at Campbelltown Anglican Churches, and I have the joy of looking after the youth and kids ministries at St. Peter's. We're starting our series looking at a gospel-centered family by reading and reflecting on the book Gospel-Centered Family, Becoming the Parents God Wants You to Be by Tim Chester and Ed Mole. If you haven't already, I strongly recommend that you get a copy of the book. I'll leave a link in the description uh, to where you can get a copy of this. Well, this week we're looking at how your family can show how great it is to live under God's reign and love. Imagine this. You're a parent and your child is refusing to do what they've been asked to do. They're not eating their food. They're pulling books off shelves, disrupting their siblings. They're throwing tantrums in the supermarket. You as a parent are trying everything you can, but nothing seems to work. You feel like all you do is crisis management and you ask yourself, is there more to parenting than survival? Or maybe you don't need to work too hard on imagining this scenario. Maybe this is describing what you are experiencing right now. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4, Paul writes about the family dynamic for Christian families, or at least the ideal dynamic. He says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exacerbate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Well, to help us reflect on how families can show how great it is to live under God's reign and love, I'm joined by some of the Colbert family. G'day, Colberts. Hello, hello. Hi, James. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How, How are you going? Very well, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Well, that's good. Hey, um, I recognise that you guys are not just the only Colbert's in the Colbert family. Uh, you guys have got yeah. two wonderful children. Uh, do you want to introduce us to your family, please? Yeah, that'd be great. So they can introduce themselves, I think. Who wants to go first? Evie. Yeah. What's your name? How old are you? My name is Evie and I'm seven years old. My name Hi. is Henry and I am nine years old. It's a bit of thinking there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's good to see you guys. Good to hear you guys as well. Um, how, how are you guys going with uh, with school at home? Are you enjoying it or you're not enjoying it? Mm. Oh, there's like thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It is an audio. So. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. I think there's been uh, good times and, and hard times and everything in between. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Missing friends and teachers are, is a big part of it, I think. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, uh, well, yeah, so I'm joined by the Colbert family, uh, Beck and Adrian. They're wonderful parents uh, to these two here, and um, it's been a great joy to hang out with them at Kids Church as well. Uh, I was fortunate to um, look after them in one to fours last year, and um, yeah, uh, they're you guys are a great blessing to our church. But I, I thought we might get to know you guys a little bit more. Um, you guys are both uh, have a great solid faith in who Jesus is. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about how you got there? 
Yeah, sure. I I guess well, I can start. Yeah. I um I grew up at St Peter's. Um, I uh, I grew up in a in a family that um, that honoured and uh, put church in a in a place of this this is something that 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 we do do and this is something that's important. So I was I was going along to uh, church at St Peter's from a pretty young age and. Um, in in late primary school um through the sunday school program there i i really started to um understand exactly what jesus's death resurrection meant for me and that and that grew as i became involved in uh in other things uh like a youth youth group and and just uh church in general yeah um I guess because this is a little bit about families as well. It's always been interesting, I guess, to contrast um, both mine yeah. and Adrian's um, early years. Like as Adrian said, he went, he grew up in a family, um, pretty, um, I guess, standard family, <laughs> yeah. nice and neat family with a mum and dad and two sisters and went to church. Uh, my family was a little bit more complicated than that. Um, so I grew up in a family that was a second marriage um, both my Christian, both my parents became Christian as adults um, before they married each other, which is a little bit more unusual. Um, and so I guess my family had a lot of complicated dynamics as a result. Um, and we didn't attend church um, due to a lot of reasons, which is probably too long-winded for right now. Um, but my parents did have a solid faith in Jesus. And so they did pass that on to uh, me and my brothers um so but I guess not growing up going to church I sort of missed all that Sunday school phase and growing up in youth group um but when I was at uni um someone invited me to a bible study and I guess I sort of always thought of myself as a Christian but I probably really didn't know what that meant to be honest um and at uni I really got the opportunity to dive into the bible and really I guess got faced with that um that choice of uh, what do I believe how do I want to live my life? And so it was really at uni uh, that shaped my understanding of who Jesus was and that I wanted to put my faith in him and live a life that was honouring to him. Yeah, wow. So that, that's thanks for sharing, guys. Like that's really encouraging to hear that even though two very different uh, backgrounds, uh, you guys have, have sort of found each other in a, in a nice loving way and, uh, and you guys are, have grown up together and now what a great joy it is that you can then share your faith uh, with your kids and, and grow them up in their faith yeah. as well so that's really mm -hmm. encouraging thanks so much for sharing for that uh well we've been reading uh the book gospel centered family from uh tim chester and ed mole and um i thought we might just uh, reflect on our the first little chapter that's in there and um so guys i just want to open up with a with a broad question for you to start, uh, what stood out to you in this chapter? I think one of the things that stood out to me most in this chapter was uh, the the discussion around God being a, a God of uh, a creation of, of order and and authority, both in in the world but also also in relationships and how and how that's uh, reflected within families and and um, uh, acknowledgement that that's not that's not easy to uh to to happen in and uh, naturally in, in families there's a real need to be committed to that 
under God's love and and mercy in that in that authority and, and the order. Yeah. Yeah, I guess one of the things I was struck by in the chapter is that um, the character of the God that we serve. Um, so God is a loving and gracious God. Um, and when we understand God, God's character, um, serving him becomes a joy rather than a chore um, because we understand who he is, like we want to live in a way that brings him glory and honour. Yeah. And so the, the chapter talks a, a lot about, uh, well, there's sort of two parts to this chapter. It talks at length about um, how it can be uh, the parent's mm-hmm. role to show what submission looks like and, and submission to authority. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned there, Adrian, the ultimate authority is God. And so by actually modeling what it looks like to submit to God is part of the parent's role. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that really stood out to me as well. Yeah. Is uh, in, in part of the book, uh, it's, it has these two sentences. It says, parents are God's gift to children to teach us how to live under authority. We learn to submit to authority instead of living for ourselves by learning to submit to our parents. Mm. I just thought that was a really nice way to, to sum up that this actual good, godly, true submission is what we see in the gospel where Jesus submits to the Father and this is the same thing that parents are encouraged to to share with their children as well. So yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, and so in in looking at this sort of discipline, um, I know discipline is is a word that uh, is I think slowly potentially getting further and further away from yeah the comfort level of of parents. Yeah, you know, di- discipline looks a lot different for when some people growing up ten years ago to kids growing up now, but I've always had the understanding and the thought that a part of discipleship is discipline. Good godly discipline is part of the discipleship process. And so what are some ways that you found some helpful, um, or what's been helpful for you as you've been disciplining your children from your own experiences as parents? Yeah, I mean, we'd like to say that our children are perfect and never need discipline, but this is this is not the conversation for that. This is an honest conversation. So, I think I think one of the things that that really is important is to is to um, take some of the emotion out of it and and be loving in that discipline. You know, kindness and 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 looking for you know being gracious and and also being being merciful because that's the that's the relationship where we're modeling and that's going to look like different things or uh, in different circumstances but um yeah taking some of the emotion out of it and actually looking at at the why of 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 the discipline uh helps helps me to um to sort of uh focus on 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 what what actually needs to happen rather than uh, I'm upset, and this is uh, becomes revenge, not discipline, or, or punishment, not discipline. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things that really struck me in the book uh, was around not disciplining kids for being kids. Um, so you know, kids are going to be um, you know noisy and and messy, and and some of that is um, just being a kid, and we need to look at ways that we can. Um, educate and teach them um but i think if we're constantly nitpicking at our kids then for things that are inconsequential then when things are consequential and they really matter 
then they're not this we've sort of drowned out some of our voices with that white noise um and so I guess we've sort of taken the approach of you know when it's important they know it's important because um we really want to um you know be using opportunity to discipline for the things that really require discipline that are going to have consequences and uh, are meaningful and um yeah because it needs to be built around that uh, around relationship and and an understanding of of why we're doing it not yeah. not just about inconsequential things and and as beck said kids being kids yeah and i think um, what adrian was saying earlier about um you know modeling extending kindness extending grace um, extending mercy because they're all the characteristics of god and they're all the things that he's extended towards us you know he's gracious he's loving he's merciful he's kind um, and so I would like for our kids to look back and think, you know, our parents did in their imperfect, not always, but in their imperfect way, did model us some of God's character in those ways. Um, so, yeah. I think. yeah. And I think the the book uh, picks up on that idea as well, where it talks about it's not all about, you know, disciplining with the hand, but it's actually to show God's graciousness. Mm. And uh, again, a line in the in the book that I thought just came out perfectly from what you guys were talking about was right towards the end of the their reflection, and it says, and not only do you need to discipline them, uh, but they also parents also need to learn uh, of a God who welcomes his enemies, mm. who loves his enemies, and gives his life for his enemies. And so by understanding that, you then pass that on to your children. You're then modeling. Uh, the gracious love that God has shown us, even us as enemies. We, mm. we too once yeah. were, were broken. We're still broken. We're still sinful. Yeah, that's right. But we were once enemies of God, and yet through God's gracious love and through Jesus' death and resurrection, uh, we can be made right with him again. And so mm. as parents, how wonderful it is that you've got that great blessing to be able to declare that to your children but actually show that as well in the mm. way that you love and care for them yeah yeah it might sound a little bit silly but it is um a little bit of a tangent but it's kind of one of the reasons why we've never really pushed the santa idea on our kids um because uh the idea of santa is if you know you you know if you do something bad you get a lump of coal and if you do something good you know you're going to get presents and it becomes a bargaining chip i guess to be good um and i guess that's almost the opposite of what god does for us like he extends us grace and he gives us good gifts even when we're undeserving um and so i guess it's just important that the things we do and say and teach in our household um show that that's what we believe well that wraps up another episode of the podcast i hope that this has helped you to maybe think about what a gospel-centered family looks like for you if you want to discuss anything that you've heard in this episode, uh, please send us an email. The link is also in the description. Uh, we would love to continue this conversation with you. A special thanks to the Colbert family for joining me this week and sharing their reflections. And in next episode, in the next episode, we will look at how knowing God is far more important than succeeding in life.